Our next guest on I Do Film is truly a rising star. She's an actress, producer, and award-winning writer. You've seen her on Tyler Perry's The Oval, Saints and Sinners, Sisters on BET, and more. Tyler Perry himself has said that he created his own seat at the table. Let's find out why she wants to do the same as we welcome to I Do Film the beautiful and talented Kay Singleton. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, thanks for coming on and sitting with me today on I Do Film with Cardelia. Of course. You know, I'm happy to be here. I'm glad to have you. Absolutely. So Tyler Perry says that, uh, you know, he created his own seat at the table. Why do you want to create your own seat at the table? When I tell you I've been so inspired by this man and being able to work under him and seeing how he's created this whole world um, at Tyler Perry Studios. And he did it on his own terms. He didn't wait for Hollywood to come calling. He didn't wait for somebody to give him a yes. He said, I have a vision and I'm going to implement it. And so being able to see this in, in its full spectrum, it inspired me to say, hey, I don't need to wait on someone to give me a yes. I don't need to wait on somebody to to put their stamp of approval on me. Let me make sure that I put myself in the position mm -hmm. to create my own series, to to do to write films, to do whatever I want to do in this industry because the longer we wait, the longer we're sitting there waiting for validation, waiting for something to happen, waiting for someone to give you a seat. And why not create your own? So yes, I been inspired and and been on my way ever since. Yeah, we're going to come back to some of the, the works that you have done that inspired you to create your own seat. <laughs> um, you know, Tyler Perry. People dream about working with Tyler Perry uh, and you made it happen for yourself. How exactly did you, you know, get your start in the film world? Oh, gosh. You know, I was in marketing for a long time really? and I was nowhere near film and TV. And then all of a sudden I did a random audition for a student film, got on set and realized, girl, you do not know what you're doing. And so I finagled a way to be able to transfer my career and my job when I was working with uh, Moet Hennessy at the time to Los Angeles. And so while I was there, I went to Stella Adler, which is a school for theater. It's a two-year conservatory. Got a scholarship there. Then I trained with Ivana Chubbuck, who has an amazing school. She wrote Power of the Actor. And then I moved back four years later and said, hey, I want to really do this seriously. Moved back to Atlanta and started auditioning. And so while you were working in marketing, mm -hmm. you already had had or you thought you had a love for theater come to scene or just what made you just go for that audition? Uh, you know how Atlanta is such, I mean, when you first moved to Atlanta, especially me, when I was in college, I went to Georgia State, you go through the motions of, oh, I'm going to be a little model. You go, you do your photo shoots and all that and you realize you're not a model. <laughs> and then somewhere along the way, I was like, oh, I want to try this out. So it wasn't something that I was hard, fast into, but it felt like something that I may want to try because I always wrote. Mm -hmm. I was always a storyteller. And I was trying to find a creative way to, to kind of express that outlet. Mm -hmm. And so that was something that I tried and then I caught the bug. And I was like, okay, I really, really like this. And in fact, I love it. And if you do feel this way about it, put your all into it. So move out there, mm -hmm. go to school, get classically trained. And so that's how that kind of domino effect happens. So you're a producer, but you're an award-winning writer, right? Mm -hmm. um, what is your 
I should say, favorite or least favorite part about the creative process? Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. No, that is a good question. I think with, I don't, with writing, there's nothing that I hate. You know, there's, you know what? I took that back. It's the revisions, right? The notes. That might be my least favorite, but it's the most helpful at the end of the day. It's the, it's the thing that grows you as a writer. When you get uh, notes back from a network or from a writing instructor or from a producer or whatnot, and you have to implement those notes, mm-hmm. that's going to show where you know the real skill lies, where you can find a happy medium to where you're still telling the story you want to tell, but you're also making a story that can be universal and that can be accepted by whichever partner that you're working with. So it is the least favorite of mine to get the notes because it's like, who wants to be critiqued? But it is also at the same time, the most helpful. Yeah. So when, when you say you get the notes, that means that whatever you write your script or whatever, mm-hmm. it goes through a second phase where someone reads it, writes the notes, you come back. So in either rewrite, right. Mm-hmm. Or does sometimes you feel like, I oh, know I like that. Why do they want to change that? And would you keep it or would you just say, you know what, I'm just getting some 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 good feedback. And so let me see what happens if it goes this way. It's very much for me a process of let me eat the fish and spit out the bones. If there's something that you are very you feel so strongly about, like this has to be there because this is the story that I want to tell. Absolutely. As a writer, you have to adhere to your passion for it first. But there's a happy medium, like I was saying. So you do want to make the network or the production company or whoever is giving these notes. You do want to be able to answer whatever issues that they have. But you also have to stay true to yourself. Mm -hmm. So finding that happy medium is most important Mm -hmm. for sure. So you get your feedback Mm -hmm. and you do the rewrite. And are you still in love with that project? Oh, yes. My, my my projects are my babies. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I say, I tell, I say this so many times. I'm not a writer for hire necessarily because right now I've only written projects that are so close to my heart, and I have so many coming, and that I've done the research with, and I've been. I, this story has sat with me for so many years. Like this is something that means something to me, and I hope to be able to continue to do that. To have like a deep connection with whatever I'm writing. Yes, I know we've met a few times and I was very in awe and inspired how you do your research. Um, because when we will talk about something you might be working on, you lay the foundation and that's just for me. So I can't wait to see, you know, really coming across the, the screen and just knowing all the, the time you put into it. Um, I know it's going to be a beautiful masterpiece. Oh my, listen, she just made my, you don't understand. Cause I think as a writer, especially here in Atlanta, and we'll get into that mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. This isn't the traditional space for, right. Cause you know, Hollywood is obviously the capital for this business, but writers here, they're few and far in between that actually, you know, be, they're able to get that kind of recognition. So I, appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. You already know how I feel about you. (laughs) Thank you. So being pretty new in this industry, um, what would you say has been your biggest struggle that you've had to overcome so far? 
the struggle of and the blessing that was, I think, Covenant, my first time being a showrunner um, was a daunting task, to say the least. Right. I was tasked with this with this huge responsibility of shooting this entire season, you know, these eight episodes in Georgia, you know, in Atlanta without, and the network was all the way in Los Angeles. So I'm the head of the ship. I'm running the show. And that is so much responsibility for someone new in this industry, newer as a producer and as a creator and showrunner. And so you have to sometimes take the reins because you might not get that opportunity again, right? So I had to take the reins no matter what and dive into it. And did I bump my head or and scrape my knees a lot along the way? A hundred percent. But I learned so much through the process. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity because now that's opened the door for so many more things that are coming very soon. So was that the hardest thing? Learning every step of, you know, pre-production development, then principal photography, then what's rap? You know, I had to figure out what rap was and then post-production and then legal and all of these things. Yes, that was the toughest thing, but it was the most rewarding at the same time. So you secured your first production deal and first time showrunner uh, and creator for AMC's All Black Covenant. How did this come about? Oh, gosh, I... <laughs> Ooh, that's a long story, but I'm a, I'm a button it up for it's you. A little, so share the nugget. Yeah. So uh, I started pitching and I had a meeting with a huge network in New York and I was on my way to the meeting. And then the night before I booked the ticket, booked the hotel room and, and Times Square, everything. And the night before I was leaving, I got a call from an assistant that said, oh, this meeting is canceled. And, you know, so that means the flight money was out the door, the hotel, all these things. And I was devastated. But when I got the news, I gave myself 24 hours to be upset. Like you can soak for 24 and then you're back on it. And I called up um, Brett Dismuke, who is the general manager and president of All Black. And I said, you know, I, I'm going to be in L.A. I want to uh, pitch to you these group of shows I'll be there in a couple of weeks. These dates, will you be available? Mm -hmm. I wasn't really going to be in LA, but you know, <laughs> no, you make so, it happen. That's right. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. And so when he accepted the meeting, that's when I booked my flight, booked a hotel, flew out there, and and pitched five or six. I think it was six shows uh, to the network at the time. And that's why I tell writers to always have more than one thing. Mm -hmm. Always be ready because the question they're going to ask: Well, what else do you have? Or what's coming next? So I picked six shows. Um, they move forward with four because there's rounds of, of talks that they do amongst themselves. Mm -hmm. And then a few months later, I had to come out and pitch again. It, maybe it was two months later. And then once I did that, they told me that they wanted to move forward with Covenant. And I had to turn in a show Bible and all of these things that go with it, uh, outline. And, and you were learning this? Along the way? Along the way. But you better get good at it quick. You better do every bit of research you need to do. And because I was in writing classes here, I relied a lot on my act, uh, writing instructor because she helped me through that process as well. So created a show Bible, um, got the outline done, turned in all these things. And then I think we had just shut down for the pandemic. Mm 
when I got the email that they wanted to move forward and, and green light it. And I was like, what? And so that means you got to. That was exciting. <laughs> that was exciting. But then again, it's like, OK, but we can't really do a writer's room. So you might have to write this by yourself because we had just the pandemic had just started. So there was. So that's the long story short. That's how it came to came about. And where did Covenant come from? I, I got a chance to see it. I love it. Like oh the concept. So I grew up in the church my whole life. I'm a, I was a church girl. My uncle was a bishop in the church. And so I wanted to create something that can bring Bible stories into modern day times and modern day circumstances, but that wouldn't like distract from what the story really was. There's so many people that don't want to watch faith-based television because they think, you know, we're going to be throwing all this Bible rhetoric at them. Or do they think they're going to see themselves. Right. Or that it's too religious or whatever it is. So I wanted something to not only attract people that are into the church, but then also people that aren't. Mm -hmm. People that don't, they just want to see a good story. You know, and so I know that there's there's movies like The War Room that really, you know, are heavy, heavy in religion. But I wanted something that could if you had never opened the Bible, never read a story in your life, that you would still be intrigued because it was a good story. Right. And so that's where the concept of it came. And then as I grew deeper into it and I got more into the research, I realized that not only could we bring these Bible stories to life in modern day times and circumstances, but we can also bring in social issues that we're really dealing with, like infertility, like generational curses, um, like the pandemic or, or COVID-19 that we were dealing with at the time, or like racism and oppression. And so being able to look at this huge scope of story that I wanted to tell and, and who I wanted to talk to, that's what kind of brought the inspiration. Yeah. And I think you kind of touched on this a little bit um, about, you know, researching. But as a producer and a showrunner, um, outside of doing all of the research, what else would you say uh, it takes to go into creating, you know, great film and content? Well, first of all, you got to be prepared. <laughs> you got to have a good team. And that's what I learned this first time going through um, season one was that you have to have a strong team behind you and do the preparation. And when I say that, I mean, in pre-production, your post team needs to be there. Right. You need to have it all planned to where your editor, your post-production supervisor, your music, your uh, DP, your cinematographer, everyone, your director, everyone is in sync. Mm -hmm. And if you plan things from the top better, it'll run much more smoother throughout the process. Mm -hmm. And that was the biggest lesson that I learned to start off in a place where we have strategically planned out exactly how we want this to go to in pertaining to story so that when we get towards the end, there's no, okay, we got to do some pickup shots or we got to go back and do some rewrites or whatever it is. Better planning helps the process. Better planning. And bringing people in early and having a good team. Yeah. Having a good team. You guys hear the audience, audience, you hear that? So being a writer, being a African-American writer, what are the challenges of getting into the writer's room composed to, I, I say, mainstream America? Mm -hmm. what, is, what is that like? I think for 
women, especially black women in this industry as writers, we don't get as many opportunities to tell our own stories. You know, most writers room are, are they are heavily male led. And I want to be a part of changing that. There's so many great female writers and showrunners now, like Shonda Rhimes, who I've been inspired by, like Shonda Rhimes, Mara Braca Keel, um, directors Ava DuVernay, uh, Quinta Brunson, new showrunner, right? I just, there's so, so many and there needs to be more. Right. And I want to be a part of that. But and the reason why I want to be able to tell these stories is because how many of these women come from Atlanta? Because we have a very unique story to tell. And Atlanta is the new Hollywood, right? It's becoming the new Hollywood. In fact, we did more productions here than anywhere else yes. last year. About so, exactly. So, the next thing that's needed is a writer's room here and for writers to be taken seriously here. So, I want to lead that charge of not only, you know, telling our stories and, and telling stories that are important to us, but to also facilitating more writers, more writers of color, more female writers here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So um, going back to your acting as an actress, mm-hmm. what puts you into your element to deliver your best work? Oh gosh, when I stopped being afraid of, <laughs> of the hundred people that were looking, I think it, it's a process of getting comfortable on set and not worrying about, and that comes with time where you feel like I've been through enough. I don't care what anybody, you know, care, thinks about what I'm doing and, and how they're judging it or whatnot. Being able to be free in front of the camera mm-hmm. is the best feeling in the world. And it was a process for me to get there, to not care about however many cameras were looking, to not care about what my co-star was thinking. And I think it was life experiences that got me there. It was everything outside of the camera that got me to a point where, you know, self-love and self-confidence and a closer relationship with Christ and just spirituality, it all got me to the place where I could be comfortable and free. Mm-hmm. Which takes me to this, you know, you pride yourself on telling cultural, authentic stories and sharing stories and experiences of Black women. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like um, this genre that you're in would put you in a box? Absolutely. It, this is why, and I think some of my biggest fears were in the first episode of Covenant about when she was going through her infertility process, because we sometimes as women, if you're career driven, you put your family life on hold, right? Meaning with kids and marriage and all these things, because we go after the career so badly. And so that's a real fear of mine. And so as a woman, I think that is one of the many challenges that, you know, I've dealt with and and been, and this is me being completely transparent with you as if nobody else is in the room. That's one of the biggest fears that I have. And so that's something I deal with on a daily basis and, you know, God gonna work it out, but it's, it's, it's top of mind for sure. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys have not, I'm going to say this again to the audience. If you guys have not seen the covenant, please check it out on uh, all black AMC's all black. Mm-hmm. I tell you, you would not be disappointed. You know, this is getting really good, but I do want to kind of break in a little bit and um, play a little this and that with you as a little icebreaker. Ooh. 
okay. And we do uh, here on I Do Film. <laughs> Are you ready? I yeah, I'm gonna have to get ready. All right. Vacation or staycation? Uh, vacation. Mm-hmm. Behind the scenes or on camera? Oh, oh my gosh. Um, behind the scenes. Come back to that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Being booed up or single? Booed up. Booed up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Show running or writing? I don't know if I can separate the two. Um, because if I wrote it, I don't want nobody else to. <laughs> uh, I didn't. Mm. It's not going to show running. Fine. Show running. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yes. Show running. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I got one for you. To be a saint or a sinner. Ooh. Listen, Mama, a, a saint. Mama, we're gonna be a saint yeah. right now. See, that wasn't bad. Well, it was okay. It up a little bit. Ooh, I was torn a couple times, but yeah, it wasn't bad. You were, but that's why you are creating your own seat at the table. So that you don't have to do with this or that. Amen. You can do both. Mm-hmm. Would you ever expand to creating stories for other communities? I would, but I would want to authentically be able to tell their story. And so that would take, I think, more time because I would want to be able to be with that group or that person or or those be in the, the space with those things for a while before I felt comfortable enough. You know I'm a glutton for research. Yes, I don't I want to just jump out there. Mm-hmm. And you'll do your research. It doesn't yeah. matter uh, what community it is. Mm-hmm. So where do you see yourself in 10 years? Oof. Um, with Road 106 Studios. I'm sorry? Road 106 Studios will be up and running and doing this thing. We'll have a whole set of stages. I'll also have a few shows um, in the mix going, some feature films, um, married with a child or two. Mm-hmm. I always say one and a possible, like a space. We got to see how the first one goes. You'll be, you'll do yeah. two. Don't do just one. Whew. I mean, we're going to, we're going to have to see. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, all those things are definitely just, you know, being, having a, a closer relationship with God, but also having a husband and a family and, my career goals met. So definitely. A husband ought to be flexible and let you uh, do your thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. He'll have the kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, yes. And hopefully we'll have enough, you know, such as our all pair of some sort. Absolutely. And because of all faith in God, you'll have all of that. Uh, what's next for Kay? Ooh, next up. Yes. I have some secrets. I don't even know if I can tell. Um, I'm getting ready to shoot another season of a show very soon here. I can't even name, but um, and actually in a week. And so I'm in the middle of heavy rehearsals, preparation, all of that. Um, so that's coming. And... My first feature film is on the way. We're going to start shooting in May. And I'm so excited. I cannot wait to tell you who's attached, who's going to be the lead of this movie, um, who's produced. It's just everything. It worked out the way it needed to work out. And this is a powerhouse of a movie. And I'm so excited about it. So glad you're excited. I know you can't say what it is just yet, but... 
If you tell our audience how to find you, then we'll all find out firsthand together. So how can they find you? Okay, you can find me on Instagram at K-A-Y-E dot S. And my production company is website is road106films.com. And uh, on Facebook, K Singleton, you can find me everywhere. But please watch and follow because I have some really big announcements coming very soon. And the season finale of Oval is coming very, very soon. And you don't want to miss that because when I tell you the fireworks that are taking place, you... Child. Tyler always bring the fireworks out at the end. Mm, you ain't, look, this is different. It, it's knockdown, drag out fireworks. All right, so you guys. I'm not going to say nothing else. <laughs> you guys hear that. Make sure you follow her. Uh, Kay Singleton. K-S. Um, K-A-Y-E dot S. K-A-Y-E dot S. I'm sorry. Well, thanks for coming. And maybe we can do this again. Oh, yeah. Well, when you know you drop the rest of the. Because we got to talk about this movie. We got to talk about the movie. And when I. Ooh. I am not, not going to say another word. But yes. get started, you guys, <laughs> but listen, if you guys have not seen The Covenant on AMC's All Black, please tune in and see it. You will not be disappointed. You get to see the works of Kay Singleton. And I'm sure that, you know, you will, if you're not a fan, you'll become a fan. So check her out. Thanks for coming. I'll see you guys next time.